Hi everyone, I'm Keon from Spiritual Storytelling and today I've got Jocelyn Grace with me who is a psychic and trans medium and she's also the author of the book Great Awakening um, which is one of the best books that I've read on um, psychic development and just learning about somebody else's path so that you don't feel like you're alone and crazy. Jocelyn, thank you so much for being with me again today. <laughs> I am so delighted to be here talking to you again, Keon. <laughs> thank you. I'll just explain to everybody, this is like the third time that um, I've interviewed Jocelyn within this month. It is Mercury retrograde, so I'm going to put a bit of the blame on Mercury, but um, I forgot to record half of the first interview and the second one it was like I had woken up as somebody else so um, this one is going to be great <laughs> just like just like Jocelyn's book Great Awakening we're going to have some um, great awakenings throughout this interview Jocelyn I'm going to start asking you questions straight away um, and I'll just give everybody a bit of a backstory so Jocelyn was um, born psychic and um, she had lots of amazing experiences as a child. Um, her parents weren't very supportive to begin with, but her mum started getting very supportive as she got older. And um, she's had some of the most amazing teachers in her life as well, and I'll let her explain all of that. Um, and then one day she woke up, and we'll get to that part right now. So, Jocelyn, can you explain the part where Lee Chen came into your life. Well, so you're cruising up, up. Yeah, he showed up in a meditation one day. Mm -hmm. um, I had been doing a meditation practice for many years. And um, as I went into my deep place, uh, I was aware of, and my other spirit guides oh, were invariably there, as spirit mm -hmm. guides tend to do. Or at least they're always there and it was in the meditation place that I was able to perceive them more easily. And mm -hmm. there was a new guy there. And it was, he presented as a big figure uh, and hooded. So I couldn't see the features. Um, mm -hmm. Which is funny because in life, Li Chen is about five feet tall. So he's mm. really a diminutive little guy. But I understood that his presence was, this was a master. This was a big deal. And I had no idea who he was. He was just kind of there for months mm -hmm. before I asked him who he was, and he introduced himself. And that's how our conscious relationship began, though it was also clear to me that we've been connected forever. I should just quickly ask, can you just explain, or can you just explain who Li Chen is, actually? I didn't um, introduce Li Chen at he, the beginning. Yes, Li Chen is uh, my spirit guide, who, one of them, who is an ascended master, which means that he's graduated from the, the learning cycle of the earthly plane. So mm -hmm. he is a, a master teacher. He teaches psychic, uh, or he teaches spirit guides, to be better spirit guides, um, mm -hmm. and he speaks through me and only me. It's like a marriage. Um, mm -hmm. For individuals who seek out it out as a, a private conversation, or uh, occasionally I will do a public event where we speak on a topic. And, and in fact, half my book, Great Awakening, uh, is uh, a series of topics that were um, copied verbatim from public sessions. Mm, yes, yes. I've started getting stuck into those. They're just, um, they're amazing. Very, very um, wise, the the writing and, and what comes through. So um, I would definitely... But also pragmatic. I mean, for me, Leach, yes. it's really been helpful because I don't have much patience for this... Uh, woo-woo stuff, a lot of it. If I can't use it in my life, I'm just not interested. And and maybe that's uh, the theme that we work together on because he's really a down-to-earth little guy. He shows yes. us how to navigate the 
rapids that we may be in at the moment. He can see our bigger picture. Um, so when we're lost in the forest, to use another metaphor, he's sitting on the mountaintop looking down and he can see the path where we can't. So it's very mm. helpful. Yes, yes. And he's um, he's offered you some pretty funny and um, uh, funny advice along the way. So could you um, tell people about when, I think it was your first um, transmedium session with him, and you were all, you know, you were feeling sort of not in your body again. What was the advice that he gave you after that? Oh, yeah. Well, this is going to shock everybody. <laughs> I couldn't get back to my body. I, you know, this was new to me. I, I, I was navigating new terrain, and I had no mm. idea how to climb back into my body again. And Leechen sort of lays it in my ear. He said, smoke a cigarette, smoke tobacco. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that's so unspiritual. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, uh, so I did. And instantly, after a couple of puffs, I was back in my body, lucid and clear again. And I understood in that instant why Native Americans hold tobacco sacred. Mm, it's yes, a powerful, yes. powerful medicine. Yes. Now, so you, even though you've got this ability, this connection, um, you fought a lot of this. So you just wanted to be normal. If we can, um, if we can, sort of use that that phrase. You didn't really want to stand out in the limelight or or have any attention um, on you, but. Um, you had to. You you had no choice in the matter. And can you tell us about the time when you moved with your children to um, I can't remember the township. Um, oh. Yes, where your friend had um, called you over. Like you listened to your intuition a lot against logic. So there was you know a logical pull, and then there was an intuitive pull, and you had to deal with fear and you had to deal with what other people would think and stuff like that. How did you cope with that as a, as a single mom and um, just as a, a human trying to live their life in, in this world? Well, I, I, you know, the, the first thing I want to say is we all have a choice. I didn't have a mm-hmm. choice about being psychic, but I did have a choice about developing it. And yet mm-hmm. one of the reasons I did develop it was in self-defense. Because mm-hmm. already by the time I was 10, I felt like there was something very wrong with me. And avoiding mm. it didn't help. So an option of going deep into it was what not only saved my sanity, but it gave me my life. And as mm. far as just being in the world with that, um, to this day, I'm not comfortable telling people I'm a psychic. It's just not my favorite thing to say. Um, but as far as the kids went, you know, you, you present it as what it is. Hey, we're, life is an adventure. This is the chapter mm. we're in. Let's go live in this desert town that's ancient and full of Native American culture and Hispanic culture, and there's hardly any white people there, and it's going to be really fabulous, and it was. And we've mm. done that many times. Um, as the kids were growing up. Um, I've moved around a lot, and it's because of following the energy of what is up at the moment. Um, And there is, the more you follow your intuition, the more you understand that qualitative difference. It can be very subtle. But when Mm. something is important, if you need to know about it, you will get hit over the head with a two-by-four a metaphysical two-by-four, whatever it is. And um, so so that's kind of, I was pushed, I was pulled, I was, uh, they rolled out the red carpet once or twice. Um, Sometimes I was pushed off a cliff. But after a while, you know that, uh, okay, I don't need to think about this. This is already prepared for me. All I need to go to do is to go where I need to go get a job, survive, whatever it is I do, and um, see what happens. So life has it, been really an amazing adventure. 
but it's also been very tough. Like you've um, you your marriage broke down um, also because of um, your development, and I think it was when Lee Chen um, turned up in your life. Is that right? Yeah. Um... I had an experience of being prepared to channel, and there's a physical preparation. I guess um, Kundalini might the Kundalini experience might be a similar description for it. I, I've never heard or read anything about this before, but the experience mm-hmm. while I was in it, it was in my sleep time, but it was so powerful it woke me up, and I lay there, and it was as if I was on a some kind of a spiritual operating table and Lee mm-hmm. Chen was being shown how to channel through me and of course my mm-hmm. first thought was oh fine he's never done this before I'm a guinea pig isn't that wonderful but then it went forward despite my comments and the next morning I felt like I could hear every sound in the world and I couldn't be in bright light. I was just blown open. Uh, my vibratory rate was so high, I had to be really protective of myself for about two weeks before I kind of adjusted to it. And trying to explain it to my then husband freaked him out. And I, you know, I understood that. I was freaked out myself because at that time, I didn't understand that I was going to be a trans medium. It was the one place I drew the line. There was no way I was going to have anything to do with that. Um, I don't like giving up control. I'm the one who doesn't get drunk because I don't like losing control of my body. So being um, a trans medium where I'm sound asleep, yeah, that was never going to happen. So anyway, that marriage ended because it became clear to me about a year later that oh I get it I can serve my past or I can serve him and it's Mm -hmm. like the difference between serving God and serving the mundane it was a no brainer so I left and I happen to be currently married to the most amazing man on the planet oh that's so beautiful and that that brings up another thing. Like a lot of us have these fears about letting things go. Um, you know, on it, when we're on our spiritual path, for example, I'll just use my example of, um, you know, I'd studied to become a lawyer. That took me seven years, and then I was a lawyer for ten years, and then you know, all, all of my um, stuff started opening up, and I was so scared to let go of that. Um, I never identified with it, but it was like, you know, I'd worked so freaking hard to get there. And what was I going to walk away to? Um, how, how could you justify that in your mind? How could you justify that to other people? And how could I even tell people, you know, I don't even know what it is I fucking do like back then. Um, but I'm leaving, you know, the, the cushy job of being a lawyer to go and try this out. And, I think what um, really stuck out for me was, or somebody had said, that um, when you honour yourself and doing what you want to do, then everybody else will then be able to honour themselves and deal with what they have to deal with or what they want to deal with. So I think um, divorcing myself from the guilt of what other people might think and feel and stuff um, was huge for me so I'm mm. just so I am coming back to it so with the when you left your husband I mean that that's massive um, a lot of people would probably be in the same boat as you you know back then and not have the courage to do that out of fear and I'm not saying hey everybody mass exodus out of um, out of marriages and stuff because marriage is work it's hard work at times as well but if there's a fundamental flaw, a fundamental difference, or um, you know you're on completely different paths, how how can they evaluate that? How can they sort of say, I've got, I yes, I should go. Oh, I would never counsel anybody to leave. Uh, it's just a matter of following your path, and and one way to look at it is you're a train on a track. 
Mm. And people who want to jump on that train, fabulous. And if they don't, hey, that's fabulous too. But you're a train on a track. Um, Mm. I never had to apologize to anybody. I, I never would. I do what is... You know, I give things a lot of serious, deep thought, and this was the uh, sol- the only solution that I came up with is I had to leave. No, it wasn't easy. And, um, yeah, I've been through a lot of hard, scrabble years, but I wouldn't trade it for a minute. I wouldn't trade it mm-hmm. for any other experience because ultimately I have benefited by personal growth as much through struggle as anything yeah. else. And I have um, gotten to sit in a front row seat watching Lee Chen be of service. So my Mm. service was to be the vehicle for Lee Chen. Wow, that's easy. I mean, all I have to do is to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been wonderful. It's been really amazing. And it's still kind of embarrassing, frankly. (laughs) I'd like to ask about that. Why? Why, after all these years, like I thought it would get easier. Can I? Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pointing fingers or anything, but you know what? What makes it icky still? <laughs> I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of the metaphysical shtick. You know, a yeah. lot of it is just this airy fairy business. A lot of it is pure nonsense. It has nothing to do with any reality. It's born yeah. of uh, uh, imagination. And it's ultimately detrimental because people hook into these fantasies and then they get devastated when they don't turn out and then they're mad at God and, and you know, it just causes, it's, it's a whole can of worms. So there mm. is still, at least in, this, in the United States, very much this idea of psychics wearing, you know, rainbow-colored socks and <laughs> all the rest of it. <laughs> Um, and I am, while I'm far from being straight-laced, I look like I am. I'm just, I just look like anybody's grandmother. Um, and I like that. I like being invisible. I never liked being looked at. And, uh, it's just, it's awkward and uncomfortable. I'd much rather sit in a dark corner and observe. Wow. Wow. So, so what the is, only way oh, that sorry. I could, I'm sorry. The only way that I could get comfortable with doing the work that I do with Lee Chen is to understand it's about the work. It's really got nothing to do with me. And once I understood that it was just a sort of a reverse ego trip I was on, I let it go, and it's what I do. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, I think that's that's magic, what you just said. Um, it, it works through you. It's not you. It's not about you at all. Mm-hmm. Take, takes a lot of the pressure off. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you were lucky in your life that um, you were sort of, well, pe- uh, teachers came onto your path. Can you talk about that? Because, um, you know, how, how for somebody that's not into, you know, all the airy-fairy bullshit stuff, because there is a lot out there of the the metaphysical world and, um, you know, it is very ego-based, a lot of it as well. Um, How did you identify these teachers? Like, how did you know? And this is just for other people as well. Like, how how do you know the real ones from the not-so-real ones? And I know you've got some big-named ones, so that's a bit obvious, but other teachers that have come into your life as well. Well, I didn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't look for them. I was uh, literally lifted up and carried to them. Um, My Mm. mother called one day. My mother was one of these people who was a born healer. And she'd been studying energetic healing, uh, reading about it. And she read about this little woman named Hawaii Takata, who Mm. was of Japanese ancestry but lived in Hawaii. And she did this healing called Reiki, and nobody knew about it back in the, back then in 1975. Mm. And um, so mom had written her a letter to and addressed it to the Shinto temple in Hawaii. And I laughed. I thought, oh, yeah, only my mother. She was nuts. Well, she got an answer from Takata herself who said, you don't have to come to me. 
I come to you in the Bay Area. I come to the Bay Area every six months. So meet me there in April. So April. April comes. Mom calls me up and says, look, I'm going to go down and talk to this Beth Gray woman who hosts Hawaii Takata. So she's a psychic. So you want to come with me? Well, my antenna went way, way up. So I jumped in the car, and uh, I brought my newborn daughter with me. Uh, Couldn't leave her at home. So um, off we went. I walked in the door. Beth took one look at me and just started laughing. So she and Mom um, had their talk about Takata. I wasn't that interested in healing at that particular time. And then Beth looked at me and she said, you need to be in my psychic class. Mm. And that was the beginning of it. And um, I guess whenever Takata showed up, I took the class with Mom. And I'm now a Reiki master. I mean, it really changed my life. Everything changed my life at that time. Wow. I was studying with Beth for a couple of years until she sort of fired me. And said, "Okay, go, you know, go get life experience." I was all ready to be a minister and and jump into the work with her, and I was only 21 at the time, so yeah, not not time yet. Um, wow! So that was my foundation. I'm still feeding off of what Beth gave me in those brief mm-hmm. years, and what, and I was I sat at Takata's feet every time she came into town. She uh, went through transition in 1980, so I had about five years of visits, of listening to her stories and learning about Reiki by doing it. Wow. Do you... um, Go ahead. I was just going to ask, do you um, still do Reiki now? Like, is that part of what what you offer these days? Yeah, Reiki is part of my everyday life. Um, yeah. I don't teach classes formally. People call me up uh, uh, on occasion. They pretty much have to do their homework to find me. But I do teach classes whenever people want. Yeah. And you also, um, you taught um, psychic development classes yourself as well, didn't you? Oh, for 25 years, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't do, do that again. Anymore. I know, yeah. I know. Like, oh, see, that kills me. I'm like, oh, I wish you would do it again. What do we have to do to get you to do it again? Well, show up with 10 or more people, come to me, and then be prepared for six weeks to uh, do an intensive. Wow. Okay. It's a process. You know, the, the thing is you gather the tools where you have and. First of all, I want to say, if I'm the only one that is teaching this stuff, it's not of truth. Truth is available Mm. everywhere at all times in every generation. Yeah. So wherever you are in the world, there are teachers around you who can teach you valuable things. Sometimes those valuable things are horrible experiences. Mm. Um, Sometimes the right teacher is a terrible teacher. So the first thing you want to learn as someone who is exploring psychic development is protection. You need to learn why. You need to learn how to do it. And it's it can be very creative. Um, there's no fixed way. And then you begin to learn about your own abilities. And the way you learn that is going through playing psychic games, um, learning different techniques. Some of them you're going to be really good at and it's going to shock Mm. you, and others you won't be able to relate to at all. The point there is all of a sudden you know what your gifts are. Psychic abilities show up through your five senses. So whether you have a a clear sentience, um, that instant knowing, or if you're clear audio, you hear spirits speaking, or you you have the ability of telekinesis where you can feel the truth. And that sounds crazy, but honestly, it was one of my first, the first techniques that I connected with, is holding an object that belonged to somebody, and all of a sudden, I was getting 
all kinds of pictures and little movies and information about them and their past lives and, you know, their biggest issues and their karmic stuff. And it was wild. I love that. Wow. Um, And so on. So I knew a psychic once. Oh, she was just a wonderful woman. And her gift was that her earlobes bounced when spirit talked to her. Now, she would ask her guides yes or no questions. And the yes answer was her earlobe would bounce twice, her left earlobe would bounce twice for yes, or her right earlobe would bounce once for no. And she would get up on a stage and demonstrate. This was at Beth Grace Church. And she would have everybody howling with laughter as she asked her spirit guides yes or no questions. So spirit is full of humor, this idea that, oh, you have to be so pious. It's just nonsense. Spirit guides have as much personality and individuality as we embody do because it isn't our body that gives us our personality. We come in with it. Yes. So it's, it's fun. And it's really um, important to work in a group, too. Do not try and develop in isolation. You you, you won't get any feedback. Um, you won't mm. stay in balance. Uh, you can go off on some ta- tangent and not even know it. So it's really important to work in a group uh, for mm. that reason and also Energy builds exponentially when it's running in a group, especially yes. when you're sitting in a circle. Wow, the energy can just blow the roof off a place when you're doing spiritual work. It will enhance your abilities so you will get your uh, feedback clearer, which is wonderful mm. because when you're on your own, it's really a struggle. What's real? What am I making up? Yes. And in a group, you, you just have that clarity. Yes. So it's yes. very it's very important. And if nothing else, find a meditation group. Meditation mm-hmm. is the key to all of it. If you cannot shut your mind off, even for a second, then there's no hope. So meditation <laughs> yes. is key. You learn to shut your mind off at least to a point. I mean, you're no, nobody's ever perfect at it. Even the Dalai Lama has thoughts when he's meditating, trust me. But um, you get to the point where spirit whispers. And if you mm. haven't learned to tune your ear to that, you're never going to hear it. Yes. That's it'll so be true. Yeah, it'll be after the fact and you're kind of giving yourself a dope slap saying, oh, I knew that. <laughs> You know, instead of knowing it beforehand where it's of some use. Yes. You've brought up some pretty um, pretty hot topics that are um, in circulating in some groups that I'm in at the moment. Um, one of them is about the psychic protection stuff. So um, I know that people sort of feel like other people are um, reading them without asking their permission and that. And I think that's just ludicrous like why would anybody want to fucking do that first of all um but secondly i suppose what i um what i sort of told people was that if you're new to this and you're um you're sort of in those groups you you just happen to feel everything and and hear everything and see everything and stuff like that so you might be um imposing on somebody else's network or whatever but not deliberately so for that reason I think that if all of us sort of protect ourselves and learn how to um, keep our own um, what is it our own energies within ourselves and only use it when we you know when we want to use it or we're called to use it then you know everything will be okay so what are some really easy Jocelyn tips <laughs> on well, being able to protect ourselves and um and you know from invading other people's space and getting invaded if that's what okay. people are worried about? Well, first of all, I think you know the way I feel about it and the way I look at it, and it doesn't mean it's yes. right, it's just the way yes. I, I perceive it is that the energy is happening anyway. 
And yes. what we're doing when we're becoming trained is to tap into it and to wield it in a very conscious manner. Yes. So, first of all, we want to understand protection because when we consciously open ourselves psychically, our lights are very bright in the etheric realm. Yes. And like moths to a flame, bright lights attract creatures. And mm-hmm. not everything in spirit is full of uh, loving intention. There are a mm-hmm. lot of little mischief makers. I think of, you know, the gargoyles that were so mm-hmm. common on cathedrals in the Middle Ages. Yes. Somebody saw them. Somebody knew. I've seen those little hobgoblins. They aren't really mm-hmm. powerful, but they can be uh, malicious and they can be, it's like having a cold, but in the spiritual realm. They can cause mm-hmm. problems. And mm-hmm. I've also um, come across some extremely malevolent energy in the ether. So you don't even want to play with that. Um, my mm-hmm. own arrogance got me into trouble. Uh, in mm. my early years. And I, of course, as the way I only learn, I learned the hard way. Um, so I knew a psychic once who was so thrilled when she discovered she had the gift of clairaudience that she invited her guides to speak to her whenever they wanted. Well, she never learned how to shut them up, and she was mm. ultimately locked away in an asylum for about eight months. Mm. Um, before she got out again, and then she, talk about a hard lesson. Yeah, there was not. She mm. was not crazy, but she just yeah. she was hearing voices, and so she was labeled schizophrenic and locked up. Um, okay. So that you know that's a real horror story. But you do want to protect yourself. We're working in realms where we don't know the rules. So as we teach our children when they're young. Look both ways before you cross the street. Never run yes. out in the street and only cross at crosswalks. You want to be careful when you're yes. setting yourself yes. up to play in the etheric realms. So the first thing you want to do is, and what I like to do, is just fill myself with light. Darkness mm-hmm. can't live in light. And then I call in my guides to protect me. And um, I've got some doozies, so I rely on them a lot. But there mm-hmm. are many ways of both clearing yourself and protecting yourself. So protection, one thing that I like to do is put a uh, screen over mm-hmm. the solar plexus, that third chakra. That's the chakra that is operating when we're out in the world. It connects us to the world. So that big, happy, yellow, shining third chakra of our solar plexus. And for people who are empaths, and there are so many of us out there, uh, we are just like little vacuum cleaners, just sucking up all this energy as we, you know, blissfully walk down the street. And, you know, we come away from crowds. We're completely exhausted. We have no idea why. And it's because we've vacuumed up all this energy that doesn't belong to us and we don't, you know, our bodies are working overtime trying to get rid of it. So imagine a very fine, like a mosquito screen over Mm -hmm. your solar plexus and you program it to allow in all the things that will benefit you and serve you, but it screens out all the mosquitoes, all the little gnats, little bits. Can I just quickly ask? Sorry. Yep. How do you program that? You do it with your mind. You do it with intention. Mm-hmm. So could you give us an example? Well, when you're sitting and you have to get down to your meditation place, your clear space, mm-hmm. you yes. take a breath and you visualize a screen. You put mm-hmm. it over your solar plexus and mm-hmm. you have the intention that it will protect you from everything that isn't serving you while it is letting in things that can. And that's a very important distinction because if you're Mm -hmm. protecting yourself from everything, you're not going to get the good stuff. Protection works. So think very carefully about what you're protecting yourself from. Keep yourself open to those in spirit who serve you, who guide you, who teach you, who protect you, and you can call them in too. Or Mm -hmm. you can do like an etheric sort of uh, mosquito net. A lot of people like the golden egg 
I always mm-hmm. thought it was too dense. It just felt dense to me. So, yeah. you know, you find your own way. Some people say the Lord's Prayer, and that works for them. So yeah. everybody will know what works for them when they find it. You can make up a prayer or an invocation. It, You know, use your creativity. There, it, there is no one way. Yes. And just another question. So um, with the, you were explaining about the lady who had um, ended up in the psych ward because she couldn't shut down the noises. How yeah. do you tell your guides, um, you know, come, come, do you just say come to me during office hours or, or whatever? Um, like, <laughs> how, <laughs> how do you control them? Yeah, mostly guides stay in the background. And most people never meet their spirit guides, even though they might really, really want to, because their yes. job is to function from behind the veil. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the real danger here is that we will not make a decision about what to put in our tea if uh, we don't <laughs> talk to our guides first. And that's not the point. The point of yes. being in this world is to stumble along our path and, you know, meet our meet our tribe as we do in the moments we do and do the best we can. And it is in those rare moments where we may be perhaps uh, making a life-altering decision that could take us off our path that our guides will show up in a, a, mm-hmm. some way that we can receive them. It could be as another person. Um, it could be, you know, it could be anything. It could be as a dream. So it, that isn't really a worry. But for people who are here to uh, serve in the, with their psychic gifts, mm-hmm. um, it's good to remind our guides that, hey, hey, guys, I need to sleep now. Because when mm-hmm. you're in spirit, you, who needs that body stuff? <laughs> and you forget. They do They do forget. So it's good to remind them. It's like, hey, you guys, you know, come to me in my dreams, but don't bother me right now. I need to recharge the batteries. Or don't yes. come to me in my dreams tonight. I need some sleep. Yes. Like that. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. And this woman just, it didn't occur to her. Mm-hmm. So somebody, yeah. a friend of hers, you know, part of this psychic group, um, went to visit her and immediately recognized what was wrong, fixed it, and popped her out. Wow. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, now, grounding. I think we've we've um, covered the protection part a bit, quite a bit. Um, and we, we, I suppose you did talk about grounding, smoke a, smoke a cigarette, but um, there's got to be... Is it um, grounding and clearing? You've got yeah. a really good tip here that um, you've taught me. Um, you taught that to me the first time I spoke to you. But could you could you share that with the um, the people that are listening? This also? is the most power, this is the most powerful and and most uh, and and the quickest technique I've ever come across. Needless mm-hmm. to say, this was from Beth Gray, and I've used it for the last forty years. So, um, you never make eye contact when you're doing this. So, if you're around people, just go into a bathroom, close the door, or close your eyes Mm -hmm. if you can't get away from people and you just really need to clear. And this will get rid of all the energies that don't belong to you. So, all you psychics out there, do this at the end of every day um, Mm -hmm. or between clients. So, you're going to stand up. And you're going to press together your ankles, your knees, and your two hands. And while you're pressing, simultaneously, you're going to breathe in through your nose. So press, take the biggest breath you can, and then as you release through your mouth in a big rush, you break the contact between your ankles, your knees, and your two hands. So you do that three times. Breathe in through the nose, pressing, pressing, Exhaling through the mouth, breaking contact. Three times, you're done. And you Mm -hmm. will feel renewed. You will feel like a different person. I taught this to a psychic friend of mine uh, some time ago, and she was so astonished, she kept looking at her feet. She said she had never walked that solidly on the earth before. 
So it's a great technique. So after um, a group uh, activity, when you've been doing psychic work all night and you're buzzing, you're so high from the energy, you know you're not going to get to sleep till 4 o'clock, do that little exercise and eat some root vegetables. Root Mm -hmm. vegetables will pull you into the earth. Or take an Epsom salt bath before you go to bed. Um, or, you know, you can drink some uh, kind of rooty tea uh, or twig tea. Or There are lots of herbs that will uh, kind of put you back in your body. Yeah, yeah. And th- that reminds me of a thing that I think is really important for people to understand when doing this kind of work. It's you're up in your top chakras and you're floating. Mm. And it's it's not, people think, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. I just want to live in my top chakras. No, we have an entire chakra system. We want to live in harmony with all our chakras. Our first chakra is as important as our seventh chakra, and we want it to be as clean and as clear and as vibrant and as effective as all the other ones. So they are—they yeah. all have equal importance. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. And that—that's really interesting. Like I—I'd um, have to be one of the most, I suppose, um, naive or just just unaware of um, these sort of things. So I only got introduced, like I knew about chakras, I'd heard about it, you know, heard about them, but I never actually sort of delved into it or anything like that. And it was only last year that um, I actually learned about each of the chakras and stuff. So um, it is really vital, to, I think, to your development, if that's what you want to um, to pursue to check it out, have a look online. Um, you know, there's some really basic explanations out there and there's some really nice um, um, YouTube channels as well to learn how to um, how to use them as well and Brilliant. tune them up as well. Correct. So that, that's really important. Um, so thank yep. you for bringing that up. Yes, that's. Oh, I think that, um, you know, lots of... Lots of good can come out into the world like in schools and in in prisons and everything basically every aspect if people learn um, about the chakras and how to deal with um, the issues that are coming up yeah as well you know in relation I think that that would just be freaking mind-blowing if um, if it was more out there so um, yes I'm very very into into that now um, I wanted to ask you, I'm going to go back to this because it's really, I think it's really important, is that a lot of us that come onto this path, you know, we do have times where we think we're going crazy and yeah. you know, we don't believe and, um, um, you know, we don't have the support and all of that sort of stuff. What's the best thing that we can do if we don't have access to, to teachers? Uh, learn to follow your guidance. Your inner knowledge, uh, your body uh, possesses mm-hmm. all the answers to any question you could ever have. Mm-hmm. So the way you learn that is that glib little metaphysical phrase, well, just follow the energy. But mm. what that means is to literally follow the energy. As in, let's say you're faced with a big choice. You don't know what to pick, choice A or choice B. What to do, what to do. You're getting conflicting input. Nothing feels right. You cannot figure it out to save your life. Well, mm. here's what you do. Today, you live as though you decided it's choice A. And observe how you feel. Where is your energy? Is it high? Is it low? Do you feel excited? Do you feel depressed? What's going on with you as you have now decided you're going for choice A? And then tomorrow, you're going to do the same thing with choice B. Okay, you've decided, you've made a commitment. It's definitely choice B. What do you feel like? Where are your emotions, your thoughts, your physical energy? 
And if it's an if it's an important choice, it will be very, very clear. If it's a choice between, well, should I have chocolate cake or cheesecake? Yeah, good luck with that because that's not really one of those. You know, the greater the need, the greater the response. Yes, yes. That's that's pretty much rule of thumb of how everything works in life with the spiritual world. Is yes. when you are in that moment of really needing clarity, and I mean needing it, it's gonna it's gonna show up. But the way that you strengthen your partnership with your inner guidance, um, rather than depending on an outside source, is yes. when you feel intuitively, oh, I should turn left here. Turn left. Yes. Spirit, knowledge never makes promises. There are never any guarantees. If yes. If you turn left, it is in the act of turning left that you've achieved two things. You strengthened your partnership with spirit, with your guidance mechanism, and you're going to find out exactly what was waiting for you Yes. with that guidance to turn left. And sometimes it'll be guidance and sometimes it won't. And as I said earlier, we're dealing with a very subtle world. So even for psychics, mm-hmm. it's, su- it's subtle. There are yeah. no flashes neon lights except in those moments when you need yes. them. So it's a process, you know. It's yes. like developing any any other muscle. It takes a lot of work at the gym. Yes, yeah, and that that's another really good point. It's a lot of freaking work. It's not. It's not like um, I, I don't know if there are any psychics out there or or mediums that have just all of a sudden just gone bang. You know, it's it's all no. there. Maybe there are. Maybe there are. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm, you know, I don't know it, so I'm not gonna say never. But um, I know for me at least, it's been freaking like the hardest work ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's painful too. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I mean, I know it's worth it, but um, I think the, the what I wanted to get to was that people have this sort of um, illusion that it's going to be really easy, like... You know, and I think that's part of the met, the metaf- the new new age metaphysical, like some of the stuff that we get taught. You know, they say, "Oh, things come with ease and stuff like that." Right. Sorry, but I, I was thinking about this before. Nothing I've ever fucking wanted has come with ease. Like I've had to work freaking hard, you know, to get what I've wanted. And I mean, you know, yes, I've been, I've. Um, being able to visualize and stuff like that, but I've had to put the fucking work in. And, and I think that's where a lot of us, um, you know, we're very vulnerable while we're, yeah. we're on this path. And oh, yeah. we look to other people and we take everything that they say as gospel because a lot of us are truth seekers. You know, we, like, when I open my mouth and if I say, for example, when I was at university and I'd say, I failed that fucking exam. I knew I failed that fucking exam. Like, you know, I hadn't, like, there was no sugarcoating it. And other people would say, yeah, I failed that too. And they've come out with a high distinction. You know, that that's where I'm saying, you know, you've got to be really careful who you listen to while you're on this path as well. And right. as you said, trust yourself. You know, we are the wisest ourselves. And... I just don't understand that whole fear that we have. Like, you know, do you still have fear now? Like, with with no. your okay, good, it goes away. <laughs> no, because I, I I'm firmly established, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I had anticipation. I, you know, I've gone through some very painful periods, but I yes. wouldn't call them fearful. I wasn't afraid to do what I was doing. I was I was um, clear that I made a choice, but. There's also something I, I want to uh, respond to about what you were talking about, which is so true. People have these ideas of how it's going to be. The truth doesn't live in the mind. The truth mm. arrives in our mind for our inspection, but it is not yes. the source of truth. Yes. And that's, you know, the mind can just create this big mess for us. Yes. And yes. Um, the truth reveals itself in time unless you know it just kind of pops up to get you but it's it's not oh 
well, I'm just going to manifest $100 million, and so it is, and now I'm going to have it. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't, unless you are so clear about your karma that you know that's part of your dharma to experience in this life. Nobody talks about karma anymore except as a punishment, which it is not. But if it's our karma to come and struggle financially in this life because we've never had that experience in any of our lives before, then that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to have to some greater or lesser degree no matter what we do because we chose that we set it up to be that. Yes. So yes. it's it's not we're not failures if we don't have a hundred million dollars. Yes. You know, I mean, there's just such a bigger picture around it. Yes, I mean, um, I could um, talk about that topic forever because, um, you know, it's uh, yeah, I'm not going to even start because I'll open up a can of worms and we'll we'll be here forever. But um, yeah. you've brought up some more stuff, but I know that time is um, ticking away. So I wanted to thank you very much for being my guest again. Such a pleasure. Nobody else got to hear. I absolutely love you. I love everything that um, you're about. Uh, I love your honesty. I think people, if you're on your path and you want some just no bullshit advice or just to read something that is a breath of fresh air, Go to Jocelyn's website, which is Jocelyn Grace, J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-G-R-A-E-F.com. She has um, copies of that available on her site. It was, yeah, it was one of the best things that I read, and I wish I'd read it a long time ago. Um, Jocelyn also offers um, sessions with um, Lee Chen. So um, if you want to um, get some advice from an ascended master and I was lucky enough last time to um, have a bit of a chat with him. He is a wealth of knowledge. Um, like uh, that, that doesn't even do him justice. And Jocelyn's also um, starting a new business or she's not starting but she's launching her new business. It's called Fast Easy Vegan. So you can go and check that out, fasteasyvegan.com. And um, that's going to be, when's that starting up, Jocelyn? Oh, that's that's launching next week. Next week, how exciting. And can you just quickly tell us, I'm very excited about that myself, what that is. It's a vegan menu subscription plan for people who want to go vegan uh, but really don't know where to start or want Mm. to stay vegan but just don't have the time to sit down there and come up with recipes. So it's... Five uh, dinner recipes every week with a shopping list and a prep sheet to make it easy. Dinner's on the table in 30 minutes. That's brilliant. I'm looking forward to that myself. And, um, yes, thank you. And I will definitely be asking, calling upon you again to to talk about some more stuff, if that's okay. Oh, I'd be honoured, Kian. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you everyone for listening. It's been um, it's been amazing for me. I've learnt heaps, so um, I hope you have as well. Thanks again. Bye.